When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And I'm really, really excited about this one because we've got we're, we're changing it up a little bit. We've got a crossover episode with my man Ryan with the Believe Network. He covers all things LA. Ryan, how are we doing today, man? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk this game. You know, it'd be interesting. I wonder if you have any crossover listeners. I've actually been on a lot of Niners podcasts and radio, but usually it's for the Rams when they play. So this will be fun to do the Chargers. So thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, man, excited. And man, I really do feel like this game, I I don't think for either team, this is like one of the most important wins because it's not a conference game even. It's not a division game. But at the same time, I feel like both these teams are in a very similar spot. Kind of that back end, you know, definitely in the playoff situation, hopes to be in the playoffs. But this is kind of a litmus test game. Uh, would you say for the Chargers, like where is the expectation with how this Niners-Chargers game measures up with how this team's going to play the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, every game now feels for the Chargers like a, a must win just because of their division, you know, how good the Chiefs are playing. Uh, the Bills, I know, had a tough loss, but you can say how good the Jets are playing, right? Like the right. AFC has some some strange teams that have really all of a sudden – jumped up in the fold that you didn't expect to be there uh, before the season started. So still think this is an important game. It's a good barometer for this team, especially based on what they did in the off season for the run defense and just the defense in general and kind of what they can match up with this Niners team. Um, now I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, this team is still extremely bat- battered up with injuries and you know, the fan base here, it's funny because they'll mention the injuries, but they definitely don't, allow that to be an excuse, which I respect to some degree, but in some degree, it's like, you know, when you're down this many talented players, it's yeah. it's pretty impressive. This team is five and three. When you look at what's, what's ravaged through this team. So, um, but overall it's going to be, it should be a great matchup, man. You know, it's funny you bring that up because Niners fans feel like every single year we are the worst injury plague team in the NFL. And every year I'm like, yeah, but look at the chargers too, <laughs> because I, I feel like for five years straight, it's it's just been you've lost so many quality starters. So let's let, let's kind of spend some time there. 
because how many all pro players are y'all missing? Um, Keenan Allen didn't practice today. Um, do you think he's going to play? Shoot, man. I mean, yeah. I've been thinking he might play since week three. It, it was seen as a, a minor hamstring injury back in, you know, the first quarter of week one and just every week it goes on. And then you hear about on the bye week that it like he gets injures it more on the bye week. It doesn't make any sense. Like what are they doing on the bye that all of a sudden his hamstring gets uh, injured more. So it's, it's unfortunate. I would think he's playing. He didn't practice today. Uh, like you just mentioned, uh, Mike yeah. Williams will not play. He didn't practice. So, you know, another bevy of unknowns at receiver, at least around the league. And uh, we'll see what this team can do, but it's, it's very interesting how Keenan Allen's hamstring. It's almost like it, it was much more serious than we were led on to believe, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, his tweet that he put out last week that I'm not coming back unless I'm 100%. I kind of rushed it last time. As soon as I saw that, I was like, man, I don't think we're going to get him see him against the Niners, which I'll be honest, Keenan Allen, you know, he's one of my favorite players in the NFL that's not a Niner. We're pretty Niner centric over here. Um, but a lot of the people watch it. What's up, Melissa? She said, uh, shout out to the USC. Uh, love it. So got some of your listeners in here, which yeah. I just absolutely That's what love. I was saying. I was like, I wonder if anyone will uh, have heard of me before <laughs> being on other Niner shows. So, and up, if Melissa? you haven't listened to him yet, he, he covers all things LA. So we got Bruins, we got USC, we got Rams, we got Chargers. Um, and your Twitter handle at Ryan, is it, is it Darude? Am I saying that correctly? Close enough. Die rude. Uh, Die, rude. <laughs> Die rude. There we go. Um, L-A-F-B. Um, so, again, Ryan Dirude, L-A-F-B on Twitter. Uh, check out his stuff. Uh, they, they, they freaking crush it over there. That network, uh, the Believe Network, you guys always do a hell of a job. Y'all cover it all, which is awesome. Now, defensively, um, I don't know, man. I feel like you guys just lost another defensive tackle. Joey Bosa's still injured. Like, there's just so many guys out. Would you say that's the reason why the run defense has been, I don't know, it's been bad. I, I don't mm. want to, like, take shots, but, like, it's been one of the worst as far as metrics go in the NFL, yards per rush, all these different metrics. What's your assessment on why the run defense is kind of where it is for the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, great talking point. And I think it's two things, John. Um one, you definitely have to attribute the injuries. Uh, you know, no Joey Bosa. They've been banged up on the back end a little bit. Uh, they've been kind of shuffling guys at linebacker or haven't really found their true middle backers. Obviously, Drew Tranquil has played phenomenal this year. Kenneth Murray has much improved. They signed Troy Reader, who has familiarity with his defense with Brandon Staley, back to his time with the Rams. So they're doing some adjustments on there. And then, you, as you alluded to, they lose Austin Johnson now for the season, one of their big acquisitions in the offseason. So I think the injuries have had a little bit to play with it. The other thing they've had to play with it, and people will see this as an excuse, but they've played so far this stretch in the season, they've played very run-heavy teams that I don't think many defenses are slowing down a ton. When you look at the Browns, who have arguably the two best running backs in football in their backfield, you look at the Falcons, who obviously with Arthur Smith, they are running a college-style run yeah. offense, and so they're going to run the ball 40-plus times a game. Um, and then the other thing, when you look at it, the third thing, I guess I said too, to begin with, when you look at Brandon Staley's defense, which is obviously a factor of the Vic Fangio style defense, that defense challenges you to run because they play that too high shell where they're going to give you that short stuff, give you the running game because they're not going to let you stretch the field and kind of lull you into sleep. And, and so in doing that teams in the first half, when you really break it down, John teams in the first half have run the ball very well 
because of that system. But then after those halftime adjustments, the Chargers have actually done very well in the second half. You look at the the Browns game giving up 150 plus yards in the first half, 32 yards in the second half on the ground. You look at the Falcons game, really after those first two drives where the Falcons went up 10 nothing, the Chargers clamped down after that, only gave up a touchdown the entire rest of the game and they really slowed that rushing game down. So I think that a lot of those statistics, while be it true, absolutely, they're a little empty because it doesn't take into account full 60 minutes, what's going on with the teams they're playing, who they're missing, and how that transpires throughout the full you know, four quarters. So not saying they're a great run defense by any means, but right. I think uh, overall there's, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into that. And, you know, from Josh, 49ers faithful forever, he's got this question that I want to spend some time on. What's your take on the coaching staff? Because, again, I think – I want to phrase this two different ways. I noticed the 97 rush yards in the first quarter against the Falcons. I was watching it and just taking notes the whole time. After mm-hmm. that, the in-game adjustments were incredible. And I think a lot of people want to give the head coach a lot of criticism, which is rightfully deserved. But the one area that I think that he has excelled in is in-game adjustments, which I think people don't talk about enough, um, which I think he's been great in. So here's my question to you. Will Staley be the coach next year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. So I personally love Staley. Uh, I'm a huge Staley I guy. Too. I do too. Um, yeah, I, I think he's his criticism is, um, I don't know if I'd say unwarranted because there definitely has been some questionable coaching decisions, some, uh, you know, unprepared looking teams certain weeks. You can look back to that game against Jacksonville where it was very just like what happened in that game. Um, Even this one coming out of the bye, why they got off to such a slow start. So I get some of the criticism, but you also have to look at what this team has gone through and the fact that they're five and three. Like to me, that is incredible. What other team in my, and I know Staley's a defensive mind, but he's very involved in this offensive game plan as well. What other team, I know they have Justin Herbert, but I don't care who your quarterback is. If your number one receiver is a second year third round pick and your number two receiver is a walk on practice squad player and that's who you're throwing the ball to and you're winning that football game, to me, that is extremely impressive. So to answer your question, I think unless they like lose out or you know, they end up six and twelve or whatever the six and eleven, I think Staley's safe just a because of this organization historically has shown they kind of let their coaches at least run the course of their contract to a certain extent. Um, but I be, I don't think that's happening. So I think they will make the playoffs in my opinion, but even if they miss it just by a game, like they did last year, I still think they give him at least another year. So I, I think he's safe. But so. if you talk to chargers fans, it's a very different sentiment. <laughs> I, and I get it. I, you know, the fourth down calls, like I felt like that, you know, being on prime time and right in that playoff race, like that has stuck in, I think the, the common NFL fans mind probably longer than it should have. Um, but again, with, if you look across the NFL, you know, we were even going through some of this Niners fans with the whole like fire Shanahan and whatever, when, you know, Trey Lance got hurt and all that stuff. And I'm just like, Whoa, what the hell? Like you got to look around the NFL. There's still Josh McDaniels out there. There's still (laughs) like some very, very poor coaches. And Mm. I think that the ceiling on Staley is very, very high. Um, everybody that talks to him, loves him. Now, the one thing I will say, and I want to transition the conversation this way. Kyle Shanahan has had so much success against this Ram-style shell defense because Garoppolo never throws it deep. So from your assessment, I don't know, this this matchup as far as the 49ers' willingness to run the ball very, very well and stay committed to that, 
the quarterback's inability to throw the ball deep literally can't do it. Do you think that the Chargers will stay in that shell concept? Because I haven't seen them got out. of Since I've watched their film the past three weeks, they seem pretty committed to keeping that shell, the roof over the top, so to speak, of a defense. Are they going to keep doing that this week? Yeah, I mean, that's their that's their scheme. That's their style. That's their bread and butter. That's what, you know, Brandon said they got hired on when he was with the Rams, yeah. having the number one defense. Uh, that's what kind of turned heads and, uh, and, and got him that higher. Now, why it hasn't been quite as successful uh, so far with the Chargers is a personnel. I, I we can talk about injuries, which we already mentioned. But for, I mean, first and foremost, you don't have Aaron Donald on the defensive line. That's that's a huge thing. Uh, as great as Joey Bosa is, he's on the outside. He's not a, in that interior, kind of stopping the run and whatnot. And you know you don't really have that Jalen Ramsey corner. Yes, you have Derwin James, who is the all-world safety, but they play very kind of not very different, but they they play different positions. Obviously, now what they have done, John, that I've been excited about is they have used Derwin James differently this season than they have, you know, even last year uh, or in earlier in the weeks where they've had him in some blitz packages. They've had him, you know, blitz up the middle or on the outside, play more in the box. So that's been kind of their adjustment mm. from not necessarily abandoning that two shell because sometimes they drop someone else back, but at least they bring their best defender on the field up to, you know, neutralize some of that open field they give up when they're only, you know, having four guys on the defensive line. So, I don't see them abandoning it to answer your yeah. question. I do think they'll adjust a little bit like we saw against Atlanta that you alluded to and uh, we're able to kind of neutralize and th slow things down. But, you know, I don't, it, it's definitely not something that they're just going to totally shift and change. <laughs> I'll say this. Anytime I see two high safeties against the 49ers offense, I'm so happy. Whenever I see the rotate down in like a robber cover one, whatever man freestyle, I'm scared to death. Um, because again, and, and I keep bringing this up, Jimmy Garoppolo completed his very first pass as a 49er, 30 yards down the field outside the numbers last game. Well, last game. He has the same amount as Christian McCaffrey now for the 49ers. They have the same <laughs> amount of 30-yard passes outside the numbers. Uh, if I was playing the Niners, single high safety, crowd the middle of the field, and it, it just would – I don't know. I don't know why people don't do it. Now, mm -hmm. another question, and I like this because Derwin James is unbelievable. Bro Montana asked this. With Derman being such a game wrecker, is he likely to cover Debo or Kittle or Shadow? Have they used him much like that as a matchup kind of neutralizer? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I would be shocked if they didn't outside of when they do some of those, you know, corner blitzes or or interior uh, kind of different looks and whatnot. Uh, but I would definitely expect him to be most likely on Kittle. I wouldn't be shocked if they have him on, um, on Debo at all, but I think, Kittle's the more likely one that he'll cover because he does, you know, he covers uh, Travis Kelsey twice a year when they play the Chiefs, uh, who is obviously their 1A and 1B when you look at the top tight ends or 1A, 1B, 1C when you look add Mark Andrews into that. So um, seeing what they do against the Chiefs and how Derwin plays Travis Kelsey, I would definitely think that it's going to be the Derwin James, George Kittle show uh, that we should all enjoy watching. And then it's, you know, who does cover Debo? Who does cover Christian McCaffrey now. I mean, those two weapons at once is is almost just unfair when you look at the rest of the league. So that'll be the real interesting one because I think, no disrespect to Kittle, but I think Derwin and Kittle, they'll kind of almost set each other off and there won't be mm. a ton of uh, talk about them during the game and it'll be more of those other two guys. Yeah, I, I think... I, it's funny that you brought up like Kelsey and Kittle because you guys have now you just got flexed into the Sunday night football game for next week too. So back to back Sunday night football games, the 49ers this week, then you got the chiefs, the division opponent next week. 
is this could I know this is a tough question, but like this could be somewhat of a trap game because it's not a division opponent. Um, and but it is a primetime game. That's the one thing that I would say against that. But man, you've got maybe your biggest game of the year next week against the Chiefs. Uh, so like, is there a little bit of concern or hesitancy that maybe you're not going to uncork everything this week that you're still kind of looking forward a little bit? Eh, I mean, there's always that concern. I don't think so. Um, the one thing I'll say about the Chargers, not, not necessarily they they win every time, but they do tend to play very well on prime time. You know, there's some teams that tend to just like not show up on prime time and embarrass themselves. And again, I'm not saying the chargers are undefeated or win every time, but every prime time game, they are in it till the last drive. I mean, it's usually one score games and very competitive, very exciting, which is obviously I think why that game got flexed. That makes them uh, their sixth prime time game, which is the most in the NFL, uh, which many would probably be surprised about. So they're obviously an exciting, fun team, but I don't think they'll overlook now. We'll see, obviously, but I think they know how important this game is. They know how important every game is when they're when they're chasing the Chiefs. And I know what you're alluding to is are they overlooking the Niners for that Chiefs game? But if they lose this game, then they're, you know, essentially three games back of the Chief, and that might be all she wrote for the division. <laughs> Which is crazy to say. And like, I don't know. The Chargers were one of my favorite picks of the year. Um, and I get all the primetime games because one, you got Herbert, who is like exactly how I would build a quarterback. Because I said before the year, like I'm telling you right now, if I could start a franchise, I'm going Herbert. Probably should have said Mahomes. Uh, you know, it's easy to whatever they're play that top level. Mm-hmm. But with Herbert, okay, let, let's let's address how he's played this year. He hasn't had lost his left tackle. Is the, is the center back? Um, is your center he's back just now back, Corey Lindsley? Yeah, but he missed okay. three or four weeks total. Right. So, Corey, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lindsay, he's a hell of a player. You miss your number one. You miss your number two wide out. Where is your assessment of Herbert? Is he living up to being like a top three quarterback in this league like a lot of people had him preseason? Do you think that he's lived up to that? Or kind of evaluate, give him kind of like a report card grade so far in 2022 for us? Yeah, uh, I, I love Justin Herbert. Going into this year, I have him as a top three quarterback, essentially. Um and I, the talent is there. The IQ is there. The leadership, albeit a much quieter style of leader, um, but just does it with his actions. And, you know, obviously his, all his players and coaches love him. The work ethics there, all that, all the intangibles, it's all there. He's proven it on some of those throws and some of those games. My biggest thing for him coming into this year was consistency. Cause even his first two years, there were some games where he was not the Justin Herbert we know and expect. And he did not play well. When you look at the Baltimore game last year, when you look at the Houston game last year, but then you look at that Raiders game at the end of the season where I know they lost, but those last two drives down 15 with four minutes left may have been some of the best quarterback play I've ever seen. And that includes Mahomes. So absolutely has all the tools. Now this season I've been, um, I always, I always call myself the glass half full guy. I'm, I'm very nice in my analysis, but I can be, you know, critical to a sense. And I don't think he's been, very good this season. Now, part of that is due to that cartilage injury. He suffered right in the, uh, you know, week, uh, week two against the chiefs. Obviously that's a big, big time injury when you're a quarterback and you have to use your entire body and your ribs to throw. So I think a lot of it is due to the injury, but he hasn't played well. The decision-making has not been great. When you look at the Seattle game, he had that pick right in the beginning of the game and triple coverage where even if the guy was open, he underthrew him. He's missed some throws on simple out routes that usually it's, he can throw in his sleep. So it's not that I don't think he, he's like falling off or anything. I think it's just the injury has kind of knocked some of his, his um, consistency has knocked his uh, prowess. And I think the play calling has kind of suffered too, because they've kind of not been sure what he can do now last week against Atlanta. I know I'm getting long winded. We saw him get back to the Justin Herbert that we know. He made some critical throws, some howitzer throws. There was a one on a third and seven to DeAndre uh, Carter over the middle, right in between two defenders. The window was about this big. I won't say what I'm going to say because I don't know what what age group you have as your listeners, but it was a small window that he hit. Obviously, that last drive had that nice, you know, 20-yard flag route down the sideline. So that game was back to what we're used to seeing. So, Overall, John, I right now, Justin Herbert, I think just because of how good he is and because of my expectations, this season's been a C plus, but I think he Ooh. absolutely can get back to that that A range and top three level because he's getting healthier. He's gonna get some of those receivers back. And even with a C plus effort from your MVP level quarterback, this team is still five and three, which is impressive to me. 
the fact that you said DeAndre Campbell, that name alone, I feel like you got to grade it on a curve, right? Because he's throwing to guys like John Chapman out there, uh, like DeAndre <laughs> Campbell, and, and like n- not trying to like throw shade on him, but like that's not a common name in the NFL. Um, and so I think that's frustrating. And he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Melissa asked, "How are his ribs? Is he a hundred percent now, or is he still?" kind of fragile in that mid area. Cause I, I've had hurt ribs before you can't do anything uh, without the pain tolerance, but uh, how, how's he doing with that? Yeah. It, it hurts to breathe when your ribs hurt. So, um, you know, two weeks ago, the game before the bye, he was actually off the injury report. So mm-hmm. that tells you based on the team's reporting that he's a hundred percent. Now, I don't fully believe that. <laughs> I don't think he probably still felt a hundred percent, but since three, it's been three weeks now going into this week that he's been off the injury report. So based on those reports, he is a hundred percent. Okay. Based on those reports, we'll take it. And I, I, I never I, injuries suck because I want to see, you know, I'm watching the tape of the chargers and it's, it's the antithesis of the 49ers offense almost mm-hmm. to a T because, you know, Jimmy's throwing everything within 15 yards between the numbers. And then you get this big freaking six, five quarterback. That's just rocket launching these things down the field. And it's just like, Oh, uh, get your popcorn ready. I don't want to have any success against the 49ers, but, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and I want to see them at their best. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, this week. Now, real quick, we got some more questions. And if you have more questions for Ryan, throw those up in the chat real quick though. We got a quick word from our sponsor. You know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds contests for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCA, or this is pretty fun. I love this. You can bet for the fences. Um, buy on the all new money bag. So what happens is you go, it's a one of a kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, now there are some connections between the 49ers and the Colts. Your head coach, uh, former head coach, I should say, Anthony Lynn, he is now the assistant head coach for the 49ers and running back coach, kind of. How do you, as somebody that covers the team, do you miss Anthony Lynn at all? Um, or are you happy with the transition to your new coaching staff? Yeah, I was, you know, I was less harsh on Anthony Lynn than most uh, when you look at media and fans alike. Uh, it's hard when someone is just as good as a dude in person as Anthony Lynn and, you know, a leader and, and players coach and everyone loved him and treated everyone with so much respect. So I miss that aspect just cause he's such a good person and he was great for LA. Um, but I think this, this regime has transitioned so much in terms of, uh, being more, you know, up with the times, whether it's analytics or whether it's their training regiment or whether what they do in preseason or even what they do in, uh, in the weight room. And I know the injuries have stacked back up this year, but Brandon Staley really revamped their whole training program. So, um, you know, I, I don't miss the, the late game letdowns that happened during the Anthony Lynn 
era and some of the decision-making there at the end of games with timeout usage and game management usage. Um, I think they're in a better spot now, even though some fans are, are not even liking this regime. But I think overall, this is a much better regime built for this team, for Justin Herbert, for this city. Um, but I love Anthony Lynn as a person. So I think you guys got a, a good one, at least. I don't know if he'll be a head coach again, but in terms of an assistant and some guy in the building, I think, uh, he, you know, he's a great one to have that you guys have. That um, Hard Knocks was one of my favorites. I don't think it was like one of the best like drama, like, you know, headline grabbers. But man, I, I don't know why, uh, whether it's because he looks and sounds like Idris Elba or what, but whatever <laughs> that dude's on, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I love the person. Um, and he just seems like such a good mentor of men. And he's been around the 49ers organization forever, coached by, you know, Mike Shanahan and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, another player that was huge. Uh, we're real big on the draft around here. And Asante Samuel Jr. was beloved by the 49ers fan base. And when he was available, we were on the clock. The Niners traded back five spots, and he went right before we got a pick again. We ended up getting Aaron Banks, which was a solid pick, turns out. Um, But Asante Samuel, um, walk us through kind of what your thoughts are on him and how he's done in his first two years. And uh, do you like that matchup, him against Debo, or would you keep it – would you steer away from that? Yeah, I mean, it was – shocking last year during the draft when the Chargers were able to have Rashawn Slater fall in their lap and then Asante Samuel Jr. fall in their lap in the second round. Like we were, we were even talking like, do you trade back up in the first to get him, which the Chargers never trade the draft. So that was never going to happen, but that's where we thought his value was. And the fact they got him at 46 or whatever it was, was just unbelievable. Um, but he, he's so good. I mean, he had a phenomenal rookie season last year for those that don't know about the Chargers, obviously, What's new? They had injuries on the back end. Um, And so he, as a rookie, essentially became cornerback one as a rookie and really kind of played well. And he got injured too. I mean, he missed time as well. Um, But he was able to really learn the system quickly under Brandon Staley. And basically after training camp, kind of seize that number one spot. Now this year, he's had a little bit more ups and downs. Um, Nothing bad, nothing egregious. But I think we haven't seen that jump from like tier two to tier one that we were hoping Um, but still a super talented dude, super athletic. Um, I absolutely would think if they do any shadowing, which outside of Derwin on Kittle, usually the Staley defense Mm. kind of doesn't necessarily shadow specific players, but if they do, I definitely think it would be Asante on Debo just for the size, speed, talent level. And and the chargers, especially with JC Jackson out, just don't really have anyone else that can do that. Mike Davis obviously got paid two years ago and he's been a CB one for this team, but I don't think he has the, the the skill level at this point to keep up with. I mean, who does to keep up with Debo, but if anyone on this roster does, it's Asante. So love what I've seen from him though. Yeah, he's been awesome. Now I felt like the two probably prized corner prospects um, in this free agency class was JC Jackson, who that's who the Niners wanted fans wise. He got paid way more um, than I, I think he deserved it with the way he played, but man, his injury, how has he played when he's been healthy for you guys this year? Didn't play well. <laughs> he's, he's a big player of, of chat down here in Los Angeles. Um, part of it, I mean, part of it honestly is just, he got hurt in training camp or he had surgery that kind of, uh, they've never said exactly what happened. He didn't have a setback necessarily, but the wound got like infected and just wasn't healing the way they wanted. So missed most of training camp, missed the very beginning of the season. And then when he comes back, he's thrown right into play, plays two to three games and doesn't 
live up to that hype when you're paid that much money, you're expected to be Jalen Ramsey, right? Shut down everybody or, or these great corners, which JC Jackson did the last two years in new England, wasn't able to do that, gave up some big plays. And then, you know, obviously against Seattle broke his kneecap and now he's out for the entire season. So he didn't live up to the hype, but I think it was more so that he just never was able to get into a groove. I mean, when you miss most of the off season, you're on a new team, new scheme, new players playing next to you. Like you need time to get acclimated. And he was never given that time. He was kind of forced to not only get into a new st- new team, new system, but be the face of that system without knowing it. So it was kind of unfair expectations. I think he would have got it right had he stayed healthy. You know, now since Seattle, this would have been his fourth game, fifth game playing this season. Um, and I think he would have got it right, but unfortunately didn't. So, you know, he's under contract. He'll be back next year, but obviously he's definitely been a contentious conversation among Bolt fans. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just a fan of the way he plays. And, you know, I, it's just, you know, Jason Verrett, who, you know, I, I'm from Texas. And so, like, I, I've watched him play for the longest time. And he goes Baller. to you guys, one of my favorite players, the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. He's back at practice now for the 49ers, still limited. Um, I don't think we're going to get to see him against his old team. I was hoping this week they would unveil him. Doesn't look like that's going to be the the, the case. Um, but yeah, so Ryan, um, as we kind of draw this conversation to a close, what are your predictions for this game? Do you have the Chargers coming out on top on the road? Uh, or do you think the 49ers and the matchups and the injuries are just a little too much? Yeah, it's so tough because these teams are similar, John, in a sense that they're so unpredictable. Like they, yeah. some weeks, I mean, you watch the Niners play the Rams. The Niners look like the best team in football. I mean, they are like a Super Bowl team whenever they play the Rams. But then you see them play other teams and you're like, what what happened? Where did this team go? What, what's going on here? Chargers are the same way. I mean, they, they play up to their better competition. They play down to their lower competition. You look at them getting blown out by Jacksonville. You look at them having some struggles against Houston, but then you see some of these other games where they really play up and play well. So it's super hard to predict. Obviously I think the big catalyst here, the big uh, player we haven't even talked about is Christian McCaffrey, which uh, is going to be so hard to contain for the chargers, especially losing another guy in that defensive line and Austin Johnson. It's going to be a big, big call on Derwin James, who obviously we're talking about, he's going to have to cover Kittle, but I think he's also going to have to really be that, spy almost for Chris McCaffrey. So it's going to be tough. I think the offense can do things that uh, the the Niners haven't necessarily seen a whole lot this season. And this Niners defense is so, so good. And they just, you know, fly to the football. Uh, They're physical. They're, they have a mentality that is just different than a lot of defenses. So well coached by D'Amico Ryans, um, which in my opinion is the best thing Kyle Shanahan's done as a head coach is his defensive coordinators. I mean, for everything talking about him runs, being an offensive guru, the dude has just lit it up and who he decides to run his defense. And that's what they've, I mean, for all his offensive accolades, the Niners have been better at defense his whole tenure, which is always funny to me, but prediction, John, you know, here we are on a Wednesday. Keenan Allen didn't practice. I think he does play, but if he does not play, I think the Niners do take this game. Uh, I think it's it'll be that close. It's that he's that valuable. Absolutely. I mean, you can beat the Falcons who are a better team than people expected this year, but they're still the Falcons. You can beat them without your top two receivers. I don't think you can beat the Niners without your top two receivers. So if Keenan Allen plays, I think the Chargers can pull this off. If he does not, I think the Niners take it. Either way, it's going to be a three to four point game. So I think it'll be close either way. 
It's going to be close. Your goatee's getting some love in the chat. I do want to throw that up there, Ryan. That is very, very important. Impressive, impressive. Um, now, um, I want to say that Ed, you know, he's, he's talking about the 49ers. I wanted to be respectful of Ryan's time. So we're going live later today. Um, we have our trivia uh, episode that we're going to be covering. We're going to be all in on the Niners. That's going to be today at 545. Uh, our Russian friends, we're going to have some extra producers and stuff on. It's going to be a lot of fun giving away some stuff. Um, and no, you don't need any other app for that. I saw Melissa in the chat. I, I Sorry, I missed your comment. Uh, we'll do it online. You'll just need your phone. Uh, we'll walk through that. But that's going to do it for us. And, Ryan, I just want to say thank you for your time, man. I feel a lot better, uh, more educated about the fan about the game coming up Sunday. And, man, I'll say this. I, I find myself pulling for the Chargers almost every single game they play. Uh, I, I think a lot of Niners fans really like them because we hate the Chiefs. We hate the Raiders. Uh, it's uh, like you guys, we're, it's funny because we're, we're kind of like cousins in a sense. Um, but, man, just want to say thank you again. Now, one more time before we jump out of here, where can we find and support your show uh, and wherever you're active? Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, the Chargers are funny. They're kind of like no one really hates them outside of the AFC West. If Obviously, Broncos, Chiefs, and Raider fans don't like it. But other than that, like who in the league cares about the Chargers? So, um, but, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Ryan Dyer at LAFB is uh, me on Twitter. LA Football Network is our, our network, LAFBnetwork.com. Uh, where we cover all LA football and obviously our show is, you know, everywhere we're on YouTube and, and we're on the believe network as well. So thanks man for having me on for all your, your uh, listeners that are Trojan fans fight on. All right, man, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back later today, five 45 Pacific time, but until then stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.